Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. Today, thank you for him being always loving and caring and connecting with people. Byron is always, Lord, always in you, trying to find a way to connect and bless and love on people and show your power and your presence. So grace him now and grace us with your words, your heart, and your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. We live here? We're working. Okay. And young lady, can you tell us who you are and how you made it over here? Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a friend. I just visited. So. Thank you for coming. And may God give you all that you need today. Right? Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> We're on uh, Signs, Wonders, and Miracles, Part 3. And, uh, I mean, I don't even need to give this message. All this yeah. testimony of what, you know, we're venturing out in this, and God is at work doing stuff. And uh, I just want to mention that... Um, uh, Agatha brought her mother-in-law over here because he, she was here a Sunday ago, not la- a few Sundays ago, and she was sitting in the back and she came all the way from Israel to spend three weeks with her family and Todd, Pastor Todd mentioned about head and shoulders and hips and legs and she left here feeling relief in her shoulders. But then she, she said, she, they called me and they said, I want to bring her over on Tuesday night uh, she wanted to be anointed with oil and the prayer of faith prayed over her. And uh, I tell you, we, we, we prayed for her and she started moving her arms and she was just rejoicing. And, uh, and, I, and I reminded her, I said, you know, you want to keep what God's given you? Declare unto him thanksgiving. You want to keep it? Declare unto him thanksgiving. So she left here thanking and praising God. And Thursday, she's back in Israel now. Went back to Israel. So, you know, as we're saying signs, wonders, and miracles, God is even bringing people from a far way to come here to have a touch of God's healing. Isn't that amazing? So yes and amen and goodbye. No. <laughs> so, so, so God's wonderful. We're... Uh, we're going to be looking this morning at the Sermon on the Mount, but picking out places, there's places in there where God is encouraging and affirming us. And then, of course, there's whole big sections where it, it, it reveals that all of sin and come short of the glory of God because it, it, it takes the definition of sin to a, just a higher level that we, would, we couldn't, uh, kind of warm our way out of the fact that we're all sinners. So we're going to take, take the parts that are edifying the church and then we're going to look at what was the immediate result of this message. Very important. So Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 he declares to you and me you are salt to the earth but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? 
it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. God's message to us is salt was used to preserve. You know, they didn't have freezers. They didn't have refrigerators. They would take the meat and cover all with salt, and that would have an effect of preserving it, preserving it for a long time. You know, you and I, you and I are salt to the earth. We're, we're that minister to the earth to give people comfort and preserve them. And, and if we're walking all messed up, how in the world are we going to be salt to other people? God is, Jesus in this sermon is encouraging us to connect with him intimately and to say and acknowledge I'm salt to the earth. And I will not allow that saltiness to go away. You know, this was not planned, but a number of weeks ago, on a Tuesday night, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me a word, and I, and I said, you know what, that's the most powerful thing I've ever heard. In fact, it's just a, a little letter, no, N-O. And, and it's sometimes with our children, who we did it, our children do it, one of the first words they learn is no. But now, here's what the Holy Spirit shared with me. He said, you know, you're struggling with something. You're struggling with addiction or problems or, or, or gossip or whatever that is that your, your, your weakness, just say no. You hear me? The enemy will flee when we, by faith, say no. It happened this morning to me. Uh, uh, we had tongues and interpretation, but there was a silent a silence between the tongues and interpretation. And the enemy came to me and said, "Ha! There's no interpretation." And I just said, "No." And then, right this morning, I said. Father, bring the interpretation. And June popped up, and Catherine popped up, and, and, and uh, Jerry popped up, and there was a rich interpretation of what God says. But you know what? He comes after the, the shepherd of the flock, man. Don't think that I'm not going to messy stuff myself. And right away, right when this moment happened, Ha ha, no interpretation. No. God bring it forward. And it was right shortly after that that, that June and Catherine and Jerry chimed in with interpretation. It's amazing. What? What? I that we'll talk that later. It's lengthy. It was lengthy. So so next thing. God wants to know. We're salt. And, and, and if you think you're, 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 you're having trouble, just say no. Just say no. You learn it as an infant. You can powerfully use it as an adult. You are the light of the world. A town, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do the people 
light a lamp and put it under a, a, a bowl. Instead, they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to everyone who's in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And that's all about what, uh, what Catherine was talking about this morning, when people are coming to her, and, and she can operate as God's light to people in difficult times. Uh, you know, I'm just enjoying giving this message because all this stuff is kind of happening this morning amongst us. Let's just thank the Lord that he's here and moving amongst us and doing wonderful things. And he says, uh, then he says in verse 17, going through the Sermon on the Mount, don't think I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come to abol- I have not come to abolish them, but f- fulfill them. That's our Jesus, guys. That's our Jesus, guys. He fulfilled the whole requirement of us having unbroken fellowship with the Father. He came to to just bring total uh, fulfillment into our lives. That we don't have to look bad at ourselves. And uh, like, like, oh man, all this stuff is going on, like Wayne was saying, brought up 40 years ago. We don't have to live under that. We don't have to live under that because Jesus fulfilled all the requirement that we need to be called sons and daughters of the Most High. It's already accomplished. It's already accomplished. Then he goes on to verse, in that same chapter, in verse 40, starting with 43, you have heard that it is said, love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be the children of the Father in heaven, he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And this, and this reminds me, you know, one of the extreme cases that I encountered with somebody, it was actually at my company. And, and uh, one of the guys that worked for me ran out of the building. He had a rush. And I found out later that his teenage son was stabbed in the stomach at school and he dashed to go to the hospital. But what happened weeks after that, I saw this man, Tony, actually not knowingly, but destroying his own life. Because it was full of hatred, vengeance, and I'm going to get that guy that almost took my son's life. So Holy Spirit says, Go pay Tony a visit in his department. So I went there and I said, Tony, I can see you're struggling. You're struggling forgiving the man that stabbed your son. He said, yeah, that guy, you know. He says, I'm, I'm Italian. I'm going to get the mob after him. You know? I said, calm down, Tony. Uh, Tony, you know what? There's a God that can help you forgive him because it's going to be healing to yourself. He got quiet. And then Tony came to the place of receiving that word. And Tony could say later 
God heal me of anger and with somebody I viewed as an enemy that tried to take my son's life. There's power in knowing Jesus and who he is. And he's saying to you and I, if there's anybody that you're struggling with that, let it go, say no. Say no. Then in chapter 6, it says, Be careful not to, to practice your unrighteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do this, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their full reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving, so that your giving may be in secret, and your father can, what you see done in secret, will reward you. And and this is really key to to walking in signs, wonders, and miracles. Understand that you're a representative of the one that's doing it. You know, I, 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 I've, seen, I've seen ministries where, where all of a sudden, it's, it's very slowly, all of a sudden, the person that's doing the ministry is taking all the glory rather than God getting all the glory. Maybe you've seen that too. But, but it's very important that, that to do what God is telling you to do and don't take any credit for it. Oh, oh! I got polished my star. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it, you know, it's 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 uh, it tugs on our heart to try to say, well, I did this and I did that. Get the I out of your life and change it to He did this, He did that. He's amazing. He's amazing. That will also open up opportunities for us to to see God working signs, wonders, and miracles. Then in 20, verse 25, Therefore I tell you, oh, this is key, do not worry about your life. Oh, man. He said, what will you eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. Do they sow or reap or store up in their barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them, and also my wife Nancy. <laughs> you, you, know, you know what? I I uh, I wasn't all for that feeding all these birds because because I, I got every critter. And the other day we were driving home, I had three. Um, uh, what's what's uh, um, what's those dogs that are around here? Uh, uh, coyotes. Three coyotes in by in the yard. And, and I, I think our, our yard is tracking every critter in Lake County. So, so, but our Heavenly Father knows how to take care of them, doesn't he? And then you, and you not much more, are you not much more valuable than they? Can you, can any one of you worrying 
add a single dollar to your life. You gotta, you gotta think about that. You gotta think about that. I don't know. I think I'm talking to a lot of us can go in that worry mode. And God wants you and I to say no to it. No. I'm not wasting my time worrying. You know, I, I, uh, I <coughs> had cataract surgery this year, and I wasted a lot of time worrying about that procedure. And I, I was worked up, man, and I said, man, they're going to poke me in the eye. And I, and I got, oh, and people were telling me, don't, don't worry, it's a piece of cake. I wasn't going to believe anybody. When I got to the hospital, I bet you if you checked my heart rate, it went up. And they're, they're getting, getting me prepared. And they're saying, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. And I would say, in my heart, I was saying, oh, I don't want anybody, I'm going to see poking me in the eye. Oh, that's going to hurt. Yeah, that, and wound up doing it. And it was, a, it was a piece of cake. All I remember about it was the light shining in my eye and, and, uh, and, and some talking, you know. And uh, so went through that, and I, and I told Nancy, you know what? I just wasted part of my life about a silly procedure that is very common today. So... The other eye, three weeks later, been marching in there. Oh man, I know. You know, and, and guy, the guys, you know what? God, God wants to do that. It might be a little small thing about just a cataract surgery, but God wants to show you and me his faithfulness. And next time worries comes, you know, it it's like uh, God says, I'm the God of Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. It, it's about recalling. Recalling where he, he took you through something. And why would he stop? Why, why would he just take you through something and then stop? And not, you know, we have a God that's very actively working in our lives. And he wants to bring signs, wonders, and miracles in our life. He, he wants to raise our faith up and, and not spend time worrying if it won't happen, but believing that it will happen. That's faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. And when we start worrying, guess what? We're starting to look at the scene. And not at what God's word says and what he can do. And then very interesting, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, some of what we just learned now. The crowds were amazed at his teaching. And I, and I hope you and I are amazed so we hear that we're salt, that we're light, that we're all the things that we, we looked at picked out of the Sermon on the Mount, that we'd be amazed by that because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. Now here, point, point. Point. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, right? But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you. What's more important important than the knowledge that we have is power. Of what they talked about Jesus here, he talked as one having authority. 
Do you know you have authority given? You know, it might be a simple thing saying no, but behind that no is all the authority to make the enemy flee. Do you know that? Do you know that Jesus, when, when, when they talked about that Jesus said about the enemy, the devil, he has power. What did Jesus say that needs to be activated in our life to defeat that power source? But I have given you authority. Not a lot talked about, but something you and I need to know going through life. Going, life is going to have its, issue, its issues, and God has given you authority to soar over them. Do you believe that? I believe that. I believe that. It's, a, it's amazing. So Sermon Mount was over. It was over. And, and I'm going to brought three episodes that happened right after the teaching. And, and we learn now we're light, we're salt, we have authority, and, and all, all the things, that it, and, and, and God is working in our lives and everything else. And why wouldn't this happen after Jesus just gave that message? And, and one of them happened as he was coming off the mountain, as he was walking off the mountain just as after he gave these words. And when he came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached his hand and, oh man, everybody in that region, though, you never touch a leper. Do you need the touch of God? Jesus had no fear touching the leper. And he said a beautiful word, I'm willing. Do you and I know that God is willing when we're going through the most difficult time in our life? They come and they go. When, 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 when you're at that place and you say, man, I can't do it. I'm, I mentioned this the other day. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm at the end of my rope. Guess who's at the end of your rope? Jesus. He's at the end of the rope. And he's there. And, and you know what? It's, I, I, can't, I can't say whether the leper had faith or not had faith, but, but that word if, kind of tells me he's kind of wondering, will he or won't he? If you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus' response is something all of us need to plan in our heart. I am willing. Do you believe that? Do you believe that when you go before his throne of grace and unmerited favor? Un, I mean, we don't have to earn his favor. When we go to him, 
and we go to him. And, and even if there is doubts floating around, God, Jesus removed all those doubts to say, I'm willing. I am willing. He touched him, and the man became clean. Then Jesus said, See that you do not tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priests. Offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And, and what he was saying is, do what was proper. Do what's, do what's proper. The man knew that when you had leprosy, you had to go to the priest and confirm it. A confirmation of amazing things that God can do in your life. Next one that happened shortly after that Sermon on the Mount. And when he, this is a little bit of traveling. He came out the mountain, saw the leper, and he, then he said he headed towards Capernaum. A centurion came and asked him, saying, Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and suffering terribly. And Jesus asked, I loved, sometimes look at all the questions that Jesus asked. It's amazing. They, it uh, might, get, might give some answers to our own lives. But he says, Jesus said, shall I come and heal him? And then, you know, this is everything with us moving in the signs, wonders, and miracles because it, it could be the if or it could be this. And the centurion said, Lord, I do not understand. I, I, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but, I, but just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and I tell them, go, and they go. And one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Back to that authority word. He's a man under authority, declaring authority. I'm a man, I, I myself a man under authority. You know what, it's, it's, it's G, that raised Jesus' attention, that, that this man knew something that he says later, we'll read it, that he says he didn't even find under the Jewish leaders the Jewish people that were claiming to be close to God. What goes on? And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west, and they will take their place at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And, the, and Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done as you believe it would. And the servant was healed at that moment. He th Do you want to get God's attention? Understand who he is in your life. Understand there's nothing too difficult for him. Like we talked about some Sundays ago, is there anything too difficult for him? Is that, the, is that the trumpet in our life when we come up to issues that seem impossible? And do we, 
shout out the words, is there anything too difficult for God? And it, and it got his attention. It, you know, I, this word, and Jesus said, he was amazed. Would you like to amaze your Father in heaven? Take up your authority and declare what he says. Nothing impossible for him. So the first one after the sermon was a leper that asked Jesus, will you, if you, if you willing, will you heal me? And he did. Second one was a man that was an authority and knew the power of authority from himself and the people that he was under him. And, and Jesus was amazed when he, he practiced the God-given authority that you and I have. That you and I have. Third, and there's more, but I stopped at three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Stop at three, all right? Uh, then, then, while he's in town, Jesus came into Peter's house. He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. Aren't you glad that Jesus, when he, you know, he talked to thousands. And yet Jesus was so amazing that he would even go into a home where a woman was very sick in bed. And, and, and Jesus, didn't, when he got in that environment, he, just, he didn't say, well, too bad she's sick over there in the room. He saw Peter's mother-in-law. I'm very fortunate because my when I when I got married uh, at my wedding day, my mother-in-law came to me before the wedding and said, "From now on, I want you to know and know for a fact that I'm your mother in love." And uh, and I tell you, it was it was such a joy for Nancy to take care of her in our house for the last year and a half or so of her life. I found out more about that woman's faith and God's grace on her life in those times. I wouldn't trade that time for anything, even though things were not the same in our house. They were a little different. It was, it was caring for a 90-some-year-old woman that needed our care and couldn't take care of herself anymore. And, uh, and mother-in-laws are the greatest thing you can ever have. And if they're not, just say no to that thought and ask God to just bless you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, he touched her hand and the fever left. And she got up and began to wait on him. God's healed me of twice cancer. And it's not just to lay back and do life. When God touches you and heals you, there's a far greater picture in store for you.
and it's and it's it's life cannot go on as normal. She got up and began waiting on Jesus. You ever think about waiting on Jesus? Being his hands, being his feet, being his representative on earth? That's what you are. You are you we all we're all ambassadors of him. They're not when they look at you, we our heart's desire is that they'll see Jesus. They'll see Jesus. And he says, and eat and then when evening came, many who were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and heal all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He took up our infirmities and he bore, bore our diseases. Jesus did an act of healing to a woman in a fever in a bed. Never underestimate what God does a little things will open to much bigger things. That's what we're saying here. He healed the mother-in-law. She starts serving him. She went to work. She went to work. And the sun didn't come down when hundreds of people came around that home. Hundreds came around that room. And, and he took care of all their need with just a word. Remember back? I am willing. I am willing. And he was healed. In closing, we have to now go back. We have to go back to the Sermon on the Mount. And I, I originally had this on a different order, and I was going through it, and I said, no, 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 we, I have to change the order. I need to go back and visit the Sermon on the Mount. We learned some things this morning that was written in there. Now we've got to go back and find some more information that all of us need. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find Knock, and the door will be open to you. For anyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. You know what? Never, ever resort to stop seeking, asking, and knocking on the door. Or asking, seeking, knocking. There's, there, there, in the Christian's vocabulary is never, ever, I quit. Yeah. It's not an option. It's not an option. He's saying here, what all that God is doing and the miracles that he did, he's saying, all I want you to do is ask me Ask, seek, knock. And I assure you, when you ask, 
an answer will come. When you seek, you'll find. And when you knock, doors of opportunity will open up to you. True? Amazing. But then he goes on to say in verse 24, Therefore, anyone who hears these words, you've heard some words this morning, and puts them into practice is like a wise man or woman. You know, we come here on Sunday, and we've been true to the word here. You know, uh, we don't give sermons just about feelings and whatever. We, we proclaim to you what the Lord God Almighty says. Here's what he says. Our, our part our part in that, we hear, we hear. He says, anyone who hears my words and then puts them into practice. You know, maybe this morning, maybe this morning, you just heard for the first time the power of no. Put it into practice. Next time that some temptation or thing come, and, and, and say it out loud. No, you, no, 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 I'm not having this. And then remind yourself what you do have. Tons of promises in the scriptures. Look up promises in the scriptures. Look them up and add to your know that, that uh, you say, how, how, how am I going to meet the needs of my family today? And the question will come to you, oh, you know what? They're not coming. No, my God provides all my needs. And tell him to take a hike. Learn. Maybe, maybe it's a simple thing like learning the power of no. The rain can, came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. That's not Rocky Balboa, no. You know, you and I, I had you stand up last time you were here to remind you you're standing on a solid place. Remember that? And, and, and it's a reminder to all of us. You know, what causes us to stand and not be blown over? When we're firmly on the rock, Jesus. There's one guy wrote, wrote a song like, there's no other rock, right? It's, it, it's, it's, we stand, I don't care what the circumstances are going on in our life, what the challenges are going on in our life, what the losses that went on in our life. Remind yourself, I stand in a solid ground. And I, I know people outside of Christ have their issues and the wind's blowing, the storms. And, but as for me, I'm standing on solid ground. And I refuse to be moved on the circumstances that are in my life. I refuse to be bitter about what's going on in my life. I refuse to alienate myself from the God that loves me just because I'm going through some issues. 
I refuse, I refuse, I refuse. I say no to that, and I say yes to Jesus. Another, you know, you know what? Uh, kids don't, they say no comes easy. No, 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 no. Yes comes a little harder. And, and, and even in their speech. And yes to God, is some, it will test our faith, but it needs to come out to, of our mouth and say, yes, I believe you, God. I believe your promises. Because I'm standing on a rock. Amen. I'm standing on a rock. Get that video ready. Jerry, get the video. I, uh, we're going to look at, a, in closing, we're going to look at one of these episodes we just talked about that give us a visual. You know, sometimes it's really good. You, you know, we have words and we paint pictures with words and everything else, but sometimes that make it really come home to life. Sometimes we need to see a visual. And somebody made a, a visual of actually that coming off the Sermon on the Mount on the little road and path in meeting that leper. Are we ready? Almost? Uh, so it's, it's, uh, God's amazing. He's amazing. And uh, yeah. You know, even through, while we're waiting, two, two, two abouts of cancer. And then uh, when COVID hit, I got it really bad. Wound up in the hospital. Lungs, both lungs infected. And then, and then here, here's how amazing God is. I had to kiss my wife goodbye, but I said to myself, you know, this is really not nice, that, but I'm coming back. We're not, I'm coming back. Went in there and they waited and waited and it took the 3 o'clock in the morning. I went there at 7, took the 3 o'clock in the morning before they got me a room. And then when I, you all know the story, now, then I finally got to the room and the nurse, a male nurse that happened to be the end of the night shift, had on his big letters. That's the first thing I saw when I was put in my room. Faith. I said, dude, man, who had you put that shirt on today? I think I know. I think I know. And it, and it took to see it, see that word, big letters in front of me, Increase my faith and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out of here. I was totally healed in three days. I'm back home with my darling wife. So, okay, so this. You might want to, uh, for, for those that are on the podcast, if they won't see this, you might want to tell them how to find it on YouTube. Okay, you just go on YouTube and you, you ask for the, the animation of the leper being healed, and I think you'll find it. So, uh, be blessed. Uh, just like I saw faith on that shirt, it helps sometimes to see a visual of what happened that day at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the
are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Let's uh, worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords who is um, greatly in love with us and offers us his favor.
and walk in it. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Place podcast. God bless you and have a great week.